you need mm. to uh, have your hands full. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But it's still really annoying. <laughs> 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 the worst way you could <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm totally uh, innocent. Um, but yeah, I think... I think... <laughs> I'm about to die here. Go ahead, keep going. Hey, 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 everybody, welcome to another beautiful episode of the Super Agile Bros. You know, somebody told me recently that how I start the episodes is like I'm about to go into a rap battle or something. So I almost <laughs> said yo, 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 but I was like, bro, that's too, that's too yo, much. Yo, 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 welcome to the Super Agile Bros. <laughs> um, you know. uh, so, <laughs> you know, if you already know what it is. It's your boy, Bradston, you know, uh, just holding it down. And, of course, we have the boy Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing today, sir? Hey, doing good, man. Glad to be here. It is a beautiful, super agile bros day. I like I like that phrasing you did there. Yes, yes, always. Beautiful people, beautiful day, beautiful things. And, of course, we got the other boy, the other brother from another mother, Steve, in the building. What's happening, Steve? How are you doing, sir? I'm not a boy. I'm a man. Hmm. You don't sound certain. <laughs> I, think like, I think I'm a man. I, I need to hear a little bit more bass in your voice and a little bit more confidence. <laughs> Boy, if every, you don't. Everybody, everybody's like, wait, is he 12? <laughs> All this time. 12 and a half. He's like, he has a bright future ahead of him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just another episode of greatness. Today is going to be fun because <laughs> I feel like in my head, as far as what we were planning for the next coming week, kind of got upended because of some experiences that recently happened mm. um and that's life baby that's how that's, it goes it's Welcome. life and, and we'll get into it a little bit but essentially this episode we're going to be talking about games that have surprised us and particularly what we mean are games that have surprised us in a positive way meaning it wasn't what we expected it was a wow this is great awesome positive experience and games that have positive <laughs> that have positively negatively sorry let me say that in a Ooh. better way yeah. <laughs> that have negatively uh, surprised us in some type of way. Maybe mm. we thought it was going to give us some type of experience, and we got another that we weren't really happy about, and anything in between. So it's really going to just be talking about a lot of games. We're just going to be freewheeling conversation. It's going to be a good time. So I guess to get it started out, I mean, for you guys, and I guess I can kind of kick it off, is like, what what makes you get surprised by an experience in a game? Is it oh, I didn't know anything about this game and I went into it blind, or oh, I knew a lot and it went a different direction, or oh, you know, what what kind of elements are in a game or in an experience in general that surprise you and how do you get surprised? So I'll start with it. I mean, honestly, I feel like a game surprised me on two levels. I think I said one that's just straight up me. A lot of times, you know, when I'm going to uh, like take part in any type of media, you know, like video games, movies, anime, whatever, I try my best to like not look anything into it. And I know like you guys are kind of like that a little bit sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I just go into a thing and like, hey, I heard about it, but and I've heard that it's good. Or I've heard that it's worth playing. Let me do that. The other option that I think happens more frequently on how I get surprised is there's a game that I never that I didn't have any type of feelings about that kind of stumbled its way into my life <laughs> through 
maybe mm. a, a suggestion from a friend. Uh, maybe I heard on a podcast. Maybe I saw a random video on YouTube about and was like, what is this? And I shared it with some people and all of a sudden we started playing it. <laughs> but, um, mm. you know, I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I don't know if it's both ways. Like I'm cool with the negative surprise, but I like being surprised in general. So I'm just happy when I get surprised. You know, so if a game surprises me, it gives me something to talk about. <laughs> I guess you could say so. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So so what about y'all? What it, what normally leads to a surprise for you when it comes to uh, games? Hmm. So I think for me, usually it's like opposite things. I guess that surprised me. So one of the things is like subverted expectations, which I guess is like the basic thing you need for a surprise to be effective, right? You didn't see it coming. So of course it's a surprise, but like, I don't know. Sometimes subverted expectations are still like a little bit predictable. It's like the thing, like they tried to do a twist. And so mm-hmm. like, I don't like when games do that. The M. But, Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, if there's a game that I go in thinking that I understand it or that I'm going to understand it quick, or, you know, I play it for a little while. I'm like, Oh, I understand what's kind of what's, what's happening. And then, it like opens up, I guess, would be more of a better thing rather than subverting my expectations, giving me more than I expected mm-hmm. would be is a nice surprise. And then on the other hand, I also like it when I go into a game with a reasonable amount of expectation. Maybe I've watched the review. Maybe I've heard somebody talk about it. And then it like fits the hype more or less. You know, it's like this is what I expected it to be. That's a nice surprise because... A lot of times hmm. these games will get overhyped and you'll have these experiences that they call out and people talk about and then you play it for yourself and it's like, well, that's that's not the that's not the game I'm playing at all. Yeah. You know? And so whenever those things sync up, that's also a nice surprise. Hmm. Yeah, I think in the broadest term, when a happy surprise is when a game has more depth than I expected. So not like a plot twist or like a different mechanic. Although different mechanics can definitely help, so can plot twists. But yeah, like when I go into a game, whatever my expectations are, and then come out like, wow, that was way better. I mean, I feel like this is not a question that people think about usually. It's kind of self answers itself. But yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think um, yeah. just unexpected depth. On the other hand, I think a lot of the games that have disappointed me have been sometimes there's a lack of depth. But more often, it's more about me. I find that I, well, maybe not more often, but just as often, I find that it's like, oh, I thought this is a game I would be able to get into. It looked really cool. People have talked about it. And sometimes there's a problem where the game sucks, but sometimes it's just a problem where I just don't like the game for, you know, due to no fault of its own. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm disappointed. I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> you yeah. want to like it, yeah. So. Well, yeah, I want to like it, you know, or it seems like I should like it because everyone else liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, like, I feel like overall, I don't trust many people's judgment on anything. <laughs> like, I don't trust your judgment. <laughs> which is good. I think I think it should be like that. Like, you should take things as they are as you take them because, like... Uh, one of you guys just said like oh it's Kyle you like oh you watched some video online 
and they tell you the game is good or great or bad or whatever and then you go there and you have a different experience it kind of annoys me you know like I, have you ever seen like a review for a game where the review is like super duper negative seeming like oh the game has a lot of bugs and the enemies are really glitchy and oh the weapons are underpowered and they start going in on the game like oh also the graphic fidelity is really weird Da-da-da. i'm gonna give yeah. it a nine out of ten <laughs> i'm like wait what <laughs> right i've never actually seen that i mean i know it's a it's like a meme and it happens i've just never i can't think of that happening yeah yeah it, it seems well, to be yeah but we can say out go ahead I, it, it sort of happens it happens less often now because i think the game community as a whole has gotten more vocal but it happened a lot with like triple a games where they'd have a big studio behind them and the game would look fine but it'd be mediocre for all intents and purposes all the critics would say yeah i mean it functions mostly but there's these bugs and glaring issues but then it's like those paid for comments that are like Oh, yeah, it's Game of the Year and all that stuff. I think that's where the meme kind of birthed from was mm. these journalists paid to give these raving reviews. When- I think I've, you know what I have seen, though? I have seen where not where the journalist themselves has a laundry list of issues but then rates it highly. More often I see other people have a laundry list of issues <laughs> and the journalist ignores them or just mm-hmm. doesn't mention them and gives it a high rating. You know, I did see, I saw, uh, we, were, we were just talking about, this is probably going to come up, we were talking about Sea of Thieves, and somebody, I was reading a review for like the newest DLC or expansion or whatever it is, and this person was just showering the game in praise, like, oh, look mm-hmm. at the the biomes and the cool mm-hmm. story, and then like in the right in the middle of it, they were like, yeah, there were these game-baking bugs. And it took us like three or four attempts to finish the quest because it kept soft locking and other stuff like that. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> that's like, that's like basic quality assurance, man. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so it wasn't like a high rating, but it was a highly, it was a high praise, you know, review with, oh, by the way, it'll crash or it'll waste <laughs> like two hours of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so interesting because like, I feel like Gears of War, maybe the original one, one and two like they kind of had that experience for me where they were like super buggy at times especially the multiplayer like really i think i've told you guys about that like a lot of weird stuff happened but for some reason because the game was so great like it's i almost see the glitches in the negative things as a positive (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like i'm like oh man my character just all of a sudden ragdolled it and shot across the field and then went under the map and then i was shooting grenade like i'm like that was really cool that's you know, super but, endearing yeah, right? yeah it's endearing but it's kind of because you've already attached and associated positive feelings to the game for whatever reason that you kind of give it that i don't want to say a pass but you know what i'm saying like kind yeah of just... i think that forgiveness comes with you know if the game has enough redeeming qualities it brought you enough joy. And then maybe even, I know a lot of cases, the game will be a couple years old or something. Some reason why yeah, yeah. the polish isn't there. And so, yeah, it kind of does actually get that past that forgiveness. But it's just because the rest of the game is so is solid enough, you know. Or maybe the polish is there for its time. Like, mm, true, yeah. when it came mm-hmm. out, it was like, wow, this is great. And now, now that, you know, it's not as, it doesn't look as good. You know the the industry has moved forward. It's like, oh, this this has some uh, jankiness. <laughs> it has aged. Like, 
yeah, Super Mario like, Sunshine that at the time maybe it's because I was a kid but I never felt like it was janky until mm-hmm. I became an adult and you know uh, it's kind of, and it kind of goes back to the expectations that like your last what does somebody used to say to me your last experience determines your you know your next expectations or something like that like if you it's not were very playing pithy. huh it's not very pithy yeah it's a better it's a much better said phrase somehow. <laughs> but essentially what you experience last determines how you judge everything after that right so like Back in the day when we were playing N64 and PlayStation and whatever, like, games could look all kind of crazy because almost all the games look kind of crazy. They did. So it's mm-hmm. like, if it looked a little less blocky, it looked incredible, right? Mm-hmm. But if you play Uncharted 3 and then all of a sudden you play, like, Ocarina of Time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're <laughs> a bit gonna, of a disparity. Big, big disparity. And then even the controller, like, there's just so, the input, you know, it's like, oh, man, this feels so bad, you know? But, um... I feel like maybe older games is, you know, I have been surprised by older games. Like, I, I say this a lot, but, like, Super Metroid surprised me on how good it was, even though I played it much later from when it came out. Like, wow, this is still, like, one of the best games of all time. But, like, it's I don't give it a pass if you were made <laughs> in the recent, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, maybe. Maybe I do. Maybe I if do. You I, have, if you have access to what we know as, you know, like industry standard things mm-hmm. that prevent certain things, then yeah, you don't get a pass for those. But if you're like an indie studio or just a couple people or even a smaller studio, I guess, trying to do a bigger project, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's based on the game. But yeah, in general, I, I, I agree that we're, we're long past the day of passes <laughs> in the in the industry. You say that, but then like Hollow Knight just blows everybody away. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, essentially a perfect game made by what two or three people right i feel i who feel probably like indie, didn't have access to that stuff. i feel like indie games are the literal exception to the rule right like <laughs> you kind of just base them off what they are <laughs> yeah separately. but as an indie game what i'm trying to say is that you kind of give indie games a pass mm-hmm. but this was an indie game that kind of like makes the other ones look bad ah true saying, yeah. yeah like it just sets a, a quality bar it's yeah, like, wait, it's why, why aren't long. y'all doing that? <laughs> you know, this is uh, what indie games are. <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> wait a second. This is quadruple I, A. I want my money back. Speaking of getting your money back, um, oh <laughs> man. Speaking of what? not getting your money back, not right. getting my money back. Uh, so <laughs> we promised on an earlier episode that. Well, I don't know if we promised. But we at least we said swore. The ex- we agreed. <laughs> swore we agreed on our wives within the brotherhood. <laughs> Blood oath. <laughs> A blood oath amongst the brotherhood that uh, we would uh, take certain games, certain movies, certain media, and we'd use that as our blueprint for things that we talk about. One of those games, and Steve already mentioned it, was Sea of Thieves. Sea of now, Thieves. Now, I have many feelings <laughs> about Sea of Thieves, <laughs> and... Sea of Thieves is a perfect example of a game that surprised me in a negative way. Um, mm. and, and I think it's like two parts. Okay, so for those who are not familiar with Sea of Thieves, I'll try to like set the frame. Essentially, Sea of Thieves is like this game where you're pirates and you get to play multiplayer with your friends and you do missions and play, you know, go get treasure and fight things. And It's very like low level, meaning that like if you want to go, if you want to do a quest, you have to go get the quest. You have to activate it. You have to tell your, 
you have to literally drive your ship mm-hmm. to the island. Like it's very manual. It's not, it's, yeah, not in nope. a bad way, but th- that's where the gameplay is. Is what I'm trying to. Yeah, there's really no me. game, no game imposed urgency unless you go yes. get it. Yes. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, like that's a good way to put it. Like you can literally, you know, how the game starts is like you start a session with your friends, right? And you choose what, like, what was it? The size of your boat or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, the size you, of your boat corresponds to the size of the party you want to play with. Yeah, like the number of people. So you go, okay, it's like three of us. Like, oh, me, Kyle, Steve. Okay, cool. We're gonna get this size boat. Cool. And we all load in on an island. Well. A few things that surprised us over time. And I was aware of a little bit of this, but it's like, one, there's no real, like, I I still don't really know. And maybe we need to play it a little bit more, but I can't really tell what the progression is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not clear. It's, I don't know. What do you, what do you, first of all, what do you guys take (laughs) on the Sea of Thieves in general and progression and all that jazz? I'm surprised you jumped over just us uh grouping up like the the <laughs> hurdles we had to go through oh uh, yeah there's so much like, first off getting to the point where you can invite people is like nested within like three different menus mm-hmm. well and, it's not nested it's just it's just a later step than you would expect yes that's nested to me but either way yes mm-hmm. later okay. in the process than expected and then mm-hmm. it wasn't clear about the boat thing and then the load time was it, yeah. It's vicious, pretty vicious. Yeah. It was weird, was weird because we were all, I mean, especially you, Steve, have a great connection. And even you had to wait a little while. I, I was probably, I mean, <laughs> even I had a great connection, but one of us doesn't have a great connection. And he was probably holding the others back. Well, because you have to load in together, right? Well, I, I think it's know. one part your computer and one part of your connection, right? Yeah. Like mm. one part, like sure. your game loads, like some stuff and then yeah connecting to the server but like overall i think the experience of partying up it's like they for first of all this is a microsoft owned studio or published through them or whatever and overall it's rare yeah microsoft games in general to be okay when it comes to like partying up and stuff like that let's not talk about halo but like i think um (laughs) the master chief collection to be specific yeah um (laughs) The, the weirdest thing is, like, how many games nowadays do this? Lobby. Just have a lobby where, and then in the lobby is where you make those decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Fortnite or Apex or I think even, like, FIFA. Like, it's, like there's, like, simple rules for how do you play with your friends. You yeah, create you, a general lobby and then you t- do your game settings, right? Yeah, you party up. Yeah, then you choose a mode. Like, you go into it together. Versus somebody having, I mean, a lot, in a lot of these other type of lobbies, you can set things up to a degree. You can choose the mode before people join. Join, I get that, but it's just like, to for me, the issue was that it just wasn't. It didn't feel seamless, like in all mm-hmm. these other experiences. It's like because because it was so I don't know noticeable that we had to go through all these steps to finally get there is what made it seem extra bad. Even though I mean, you know, all things considered, we got there, so. It wasn't completely useless, but it's just like, yeah. there's a lot of things to compare it to that do it better. It yeah. did. It, it was weird. I was like, wait, shouldn't I already be in a party with these guys? Like, why am I picking <laughs> all this stuff now? Mm-hmm. But once, it, you know, once I understood what was happening, it didn't really bother me that much. 
It's just a weird decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's not the most egregious I've ever experienced. There's always Monster Hunter. There's always <laughs> Monster Hunter. I think Monster Hunter is... Monster Hunter is not a multiplayer game. <sighs> <laughs> it's, it's just like you just happen to be in the same space. Uh, I don't, I don't sometimes. even... Sometimes. If, if it allows you. <laughs> you, might as well be, you might as well be playing No Man's Sky. Oh, yes. no. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Just happen to find each other in the same place. I mean... I think that Sea of Thieves was not egregious enough where I was at least upset or anything. I was a little bit annoyed. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like, who's going to mm-hmm. do it? Like, we all go to the same screen where we're all in a lobby and then we all realize, oh, wait, one person has to invite everybody, right? And it just so happened that I was, like, the last person to join. So I just happened to, like, hey, okay, I'll just invite everybody into my lobby. And then there was the issue of sending an invite and then it not appearing in the game. But that's, once again, just weird technical things. Now, we get into the game. And overall, the game at that point was seamless from a multiplayer standpoint, right? Like, we're together, it looked good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it looked fine. Because I'd seen people play CFDs before. And then we got a, a taste of, like, the graphics and stuff. You know what the gameplay because we all did the tutorial beforehand. So yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's I lowered my settings well. enough. I was able to play it. I I feel like I don't know if there's a performance hit for playing on Linux or what, but it felt like it was super. It would be somewhat smooth, and then somebody would fire their musket, and my game would would freeze <laughs> for like two seconds, and I'm like, yikes! So oh, I, kept, oh, oh. I kept I kept dropping graphics quality just to like <laughs> get a stable frame rate. Yeah, and overall, there's just a weird choppiness to it, like the movement and yeah, like it was just yeah. it was never smooth. Yeah, like it's like they needed to add some like lurping <laughs> game development stuff, like, <laughs> just like hey, smooth like, it out, smooth it out a little bit. Like it just felt very jarring. So it was like, grainy, like moving, yeah. or, or, or moving your view. Yeah, felt grainy. And it wasn't that it was, yeah, like the frames were fine. Like it was 30 yeah. frames, whatever. It's just movement was weird. And so the the best part of the game to me was once we started getting going. Like we get on the sea, like Steve is, you know, steering the ship, you know, telling us what, hey, uh, turn this sail down. And then, you know, then <laughs> Kyle <laughs> is doing this. <laughs> you know, we, we crash into something. Oh, so one of us has to go under the deck and look at the map and like, oh, are we going north? No, we need to go a little bit more northeast. You know, like yeah. that was kind of fun, right? Yeah. The sailing we, was definitely the fun, the most fun part. The most me. fun part. Like it felt dynamic. You know, Getting where you need to go mm-hmm. and yeah, figuring out puzzles. And then we got but, on the island. Yeah. But, but what and were you going to say, Kyle? Yeah. I was going to say, that's also where things began to get kind of weird to me. I say weird because I don't want to say like a negative thing. Like the game started to, was the decline of the game. But like from the beginning, you know, we were in the little shack and we we didn't know where our boat was. We found our boat. You know, those things were fine because it was like, okay, little tidbits of adventure, little tidbits of adventure. Eventually, the game's going to meet us halfway on something, right? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we had the map in the bottom of the thing, bottom of the uh, bottom of the ship. And we discovered that, and we're like, "Oh, well, we have this mission to go to, you know, this island because we, you know, we found a a quest board and we grabbed some stuff. We were doing random stuff, yeah. the stuff you do in a game." And so it's like, okay, you know, so that was fine. But then it's like, once I guess the way maps were going to be handled in the game became the norm, that's where I started to get really frustrated with the game. 
Yeah. You oh, mean? you mean the physical, like the physicality of it? Like, oh, you need to look at the map in game to to like interact with it. Like, there's no overlay. There's no other way to mark anything in your on your HUD, right? You can't say, oh, here's a waypoint that I want to head to. There's no waypoints. Yeah, right. there's no north, south, east. Do you like that? Is that what bothered you, Kyle? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I'll say, I'll I'll, I'll put a disclaimer out there. I'm spoiled. I'll say it. By the way that maps are handled in games a lot of time. I am not a fan of when you're in the overworld and there's a line bringing you to the thing. And I, I, you sure. know, If there is a more elegant way to show a waypoint in the distance, that's fine too. But the thing that got me was that you know, there was this huge red X on the physical map Ooh. in the world. Ooh. You couldn't zoom in on it. You couldn't, you couldn't really figure out. You can't look closer. Right. And so you only have this physical map and then, you know, it w- the texture on it was it was passable. Like I guess it was maybe it was for decent, immersion, yeah. maybe to save on resources, I don't know. It was kind of fuzzy. I'm gonna be honest. And so, you know, there's a green splotch here, maybe that's the grass. There's a tan splotch here, maybe that's the, the trail. Ooh, you know what, dude? I wonder if the map uh if the map is always a high quality texture or if they scale it based on your other your texture settings in the, in the graphics <laughs> settings. So, like I never if you have, like if you have it on cursed. If the map is just worthless. just looks garbage. Oh my god, it's cursed. Wait, wait, wait. Let me talk about that real quick. I that was something I really didn't like. They went with the themed graphics settings. So like I think the worst the worst level of any particular setting was cursed. The highest was mythical or legendary or something. Mm-hmm. And then in between it was like common, rare whatever and i'm like i can i can kind of piece together the the hierarchy of what's better than what but it's not intuitive so like as i'm as i'm trolling through the settings i'm like i can't look at this and see what Mm -hmm. level it's at like give me a number give me you know one of three settings maybe it was super annoying what they should have done is they could have done cursed but they should have said cursed and then said low Mm-hmm. And then maybe on mythical said high, and then you could infer in between all of that. Okay, cool. Like blah 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 blah. But yeah. like it, it kind of was so. Like, give me I, a number. Curse yeah, number one. Something. Mythical yeah. number five. Something. Ten, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, there but weren't ten settings. Of, but. On top <laughs> of not being, you know, intuitive, they weren't consistent because some of the settings only had, you know, like three different. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's normal. It's normal for some settings to have. High, less granularity high, low, low, high, than others low. yeah but mm-hmm. yeah it, it made it even more jarring because now it's only cursed and mythical and it's like what happened to common <laughs> well, <laughs> right it's a middle ground yeah 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 but what were you saying kyle you're talking about the brown you're talking about the brown splotch. <laughs> yeah. splotches on the map so the map yeah and so what what bothered me was that you know in games especially when you first start playing games start playing a game not not that I wanted to hold my hand, but like I'm new here, so show me around type of thing. Because mm-hmm. in the tutorial, they did the same thing, but it was super blatant. Like they gave you a map, like he gave you a map, and he was like, go over here and dig it up. And it was like, if you missed it, then you shouldn't be playing the game because, you know, something's wrong with you. <laughs> but <laughs> this doesn't get any easier. Yeah, because yeah. that's, yeah. And so, so that gave me like a false sense of security, I guess, of what to expect. When I got into the real game and, you know, it sent me to a spot because, you know, between the three of us standing in one spot for probably oh half an hour, goodness. 45 minutes, digging around what we saw, where we saw the X was, we still, 
to this day, never found, never found it. the relic. Never and that's it. that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Because yeah. up until that point, you know, we there were two other things that we were trying to find. We eventually found them, but then they were hard yeah. to find. It progressively took longer to find. And then this one just, it just seemed like it just wasn't even there. To use it, it, that, it seemed like it yeah. was. I think I think I we didn't play enough for me to really get a sense of it. But I wonder if the 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 places where treasure is buried is like is randomly generated or randomly chosen because some of the spots that we were digging at they were right next to the green splotch or the corner of the brown splotch mm-hmm. and it like made it really easy to kind of look at the surroundings and say oh look this is a landmark mm-hmm. but sometimes it would just be in the middle and the x is so big. Yeah. That like it could be anywhere in like I don't know a ten by ten you know foot square and you're just digging hoping to God that you you hit gold. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for me. That was the word. I I liked that it wasn't handholdy. I liked that it made you figure things out and that it was you know you actually had to look at your map and be a human. But I do think that the places where stuff was buried needs to be better curated because some of the X's were just out in the middle of nowhere and you're literally just digging for what seems like forever. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, I think for me, it's like, I, I, I agree with you, Steve. Like I actually really, so <laughs> I kind of want to call this game pirate simulator because sure. Yeah. You know, like if you're playing any other game, I don't know, like FIFA or something like that, you're not like playing football or basketball or soccer or whatever. Like you're playing the game, right? Which is just, this is how you play soccer by pressing X and A and jump. But this really felt very like tactile. Like you were the pirate. You yeah, had it's to low fix level. the hole. Yeah. You had to do this. You had to look at the map. And I really appreciate that. I thought that was cool. Like I thought like, oh, cool. Like we're really immersed, right? Meaning travel, you can't just teleport, right? Well, you can teleport in one scenario, but like overall, you have to actually tra- travel, right? Yeah, use the boat. But I think, like you guys said, the moment it literally took the wind out of our sails <laughs> was like, okay, we're here. We know it's right here. Like we legitimately know it's right here. If I was a pirate in the real world, I feel like I could have found this. Because I would just make a system and I'd be able to find it. But the game, what, like, and then here's the thing. I think if you're going to make a game where I can dig places, I feel like you have to make it on a grid system. Yeah. Because the fact that it was so, like, you could dig anywhere. So you could dig right next to where the treasure was. A millimeter next to where. And you might not get it because you were just off a little bit. Instead of going like, boop, it's just this square. Okay, let me try the square next to it. And then you can do some kind of pattern to figure out, oh, what places I haven't done. I felt like that's where I was like, okay, guys, this is Pirate Simulator, but this needs to be fun. This doesn't need to feel like a job. You know, like <laughs> like legitimately, I, I, there's one point where all three of us were in the same area digging relentlessly. Literally nothing. nothing. Literally nothing. Uh, worms. It's like. Worms, 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 worms. You should at least give me some kind of like indicator that I'm kind of close. Oh, the the soil here seems like it's been moved. You know, it's different than this patch. Okay, cool. I'm in the area, right? Maybe on the more advanced missions, I've been playing for 20 hours. I'm uh, 
Captain Dread Redbeard. Yes, <laughs> you know, like, please. <laughs> Red Redbeard. Red Redbeard. I'm the most gangster pirate. So cool. Take off all the handrails. Yeah. But this is literally the first thing we do when we join game. <laughs> How? Like, in, in, okay, this is what I wanted to say. I get that it's an open world and you can take whatever missions. But, like, tell me what, like, I should do at least. This is my first time in the game. I've only done the tutorial. Give me some kind of like, hey, it's good to start here. And this is the first mission that we send all pirates on so that they get a feel for the game, you know, like make it easy for me. But it felt like we had 10 maps in our inventory. We're like, where do we go first? Which what's the game actually about? You know, it felt right. I don't want to say overwhelming, but like too unfocused. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was going to say directionless directionless that's a great way to put it yeah because you know the game knows that this is the first time we loaded in despite the mode we picked because i think we picked adventure mode the first time and then pirate mode the second time but it was the same experience both times where it was like it never acknowledged that we should not be just going off and trying to experience Mm -hmm. this game without any sort of direction whatsoever Mm -hmm. that's just i don't know to me in my opinion if you have a, a sandbox game especially where you have all these meticulous systems that you built out, I think you owe it to yourself to teach the player more about it in the actual game, you know, outside yeah. of the tutorial. And then they can I, cut it off or ignore it as, as whenever they want to. That's fine. But, like, the due diligence of the game developer, I think, is to have something that leads the character, so they leads the player so they can build up some momentum. I would have liked to have seen... And maybe they do this and we just missed it. I would like to have seen like a some sort of system in place that that rewards me for exploring outside of mm-hmm. I had a map and I was told to go here because I'm on a quest or yeah. I heard of a treasure here. Like, oh, let me just sail and see what I find. Like in Breath of the Wild, you can literally just look at a mountain and be like, I want to go there. And you'll find treasure, you'll find weapons, you know, you might you'll find dozens of shrines. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. there's or it just looks cool. I don't think there's any in the in the couple hours we played. I didn't really see any moments like that. I think we were also trying to be careful. So maybe if we were a little more bold and we had more time to set us. That's the other thing is that there's not really any way to like save what you've been doing mm-hmm. oh, yeah, between I mean, play maybe. sessions. If you only have an hour or two to play, like you can't get much done. You really have to have like a whole weekend set aside, a couple hours a day. To enjoy yourself, I think. And I think the fact that it's like a pirate simulator and everything takes forever to do anything, it's it's you're almost risk adverse, right? Like, yeah, you don't want. I don't want to get started on this. Exactly. Like, oh, we went to this island. Cool. Oh, there's a fire tornado. Man, I don't want to head that way because you know what I'm saying. Like, you have to think about it as as far as like it becomes like a like serious work. Like you're thinking about it from a more like man, I only have an hour left. Can mm-hmm. we go to that tornado, get back, turn it back to this guy, da-da-da-da, what if something happened, you know, like, and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut that experience out because I want to turn this in. Like, right. no, like, that's the worst. Ooh, the worst. that did Speaking happen turning to... things in. That really, so, all right, this, this is part of what we were just talking about, the tactileness, I guess, the low-level aspect of the game design. So, in most games, if there's some sort of delivery quest, um <clears throat> the you'll talk to an npc you have the quest assigned to you either the item that you're supposed to be delivering is just put in your 
inventory mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. or it's like assigned to you in some abstract way in that case you never see it or touch it or really interact with it yourself at all it's just known that it's an attribute of you now or the item will pop out if the game has this kind of system in place the item will pop out on the ground and you pick it up and then it goes into your inventory and then you go talk to some other npc somewhere else and either it's automatically delivered because you never touched it to begin with or you have to use the item somehow on the person mm-hmm. to show it to them or give it to them mm-hmm. right but it's not either way like you're not really doing too much with the item it might be sitting in your inventory you can look at it or it might not be this game is totally different you literally have to pick up the item and carry it around and bring it to your ship and drop it somewhere and it will just sit there there's not like necessarily a storage unit yeah. or a place you put it when it's not in use. Yeah. And it's the same with the map, right? Like if you're looking at your map, you don't have your shovel out because you're holding your map. Mm-hmm. And so this really irritated me. We had a quest to deliver stuff to, to Groggy Ed or whatever his name was on this island. So we get this plant and we bring this plant to him. <laughs> or no, it wasn't a plant. It was it was something, whatever. It we was had an clothes item. the first time. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. It was a. It was a thing of clothes. We we bring it to him. We give it to him, and nothing happens. We're like, I guess we have to go back to the other woman and tell her, yeah, we delivered it. So we go back, and I talk to her because I didn't talk to her the first time. You guys, talk, one of you guys talked to her. Yeah, I did. I initiated. I initiated the quest. Yeah. So I talk to her, and she hands me a plant. Like she doesn't say. It's just like take plant from her. I'm like, oh, okay. And I put that down. I talk to her again, and she gives me another plant. I'm like, wait, what? And I put that down. I talked to her again. And I, it wasn't let me talk to her again. And I realized that the original quest was to deliver three separate items to this man. But you had to get them one at a time and, you know, carry them and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was, it was, on one hand, it's cool. It's like, all right, I literally, you know, physically have to carry this using the character's hands. had to carry this stuff, mm-hmm. put it on the ship, bring it to him. That's kind of cool. There's, there's like a a tactfulness to it as you as i keep saying but on the other hand because they didn't account for the fact that maybe the maybe the player isn't going to talk to this npc three times in a row there's no indication that there's multiple items they're supposed to be taking at least not that i got you talked to her so maybe she said these three items and you spaced out i don't know i mean but when like, she handed you the plant like you you just when you just happened to go talk to her again to get the third one so i think so yeah i think i I think I noticed there was a separate button to like take something from her and to talk to her. So I kept, I figured, let me keep trying to do this and see what I get. See, um, see, see my, my problem is you can't have it both ways. And I'm talking to you, Sea of Thieves, directly. <laughs> rare. Listen, up. listen, up. Listen, listen, rare. I'm calling you out because <laughs> you can't do this to me. You can't give me an obscene inventory where I can hold 20 planks in my pocket, eight bananas, you know a whole bunch of bowling balls that i'm going to shoot out of my cannon and all these things right in my pocket and then tell me i have to physically grab a plant swim through the water <laughs> climb up With the ladder hand. then throw it on the ground arbitrarily in my ship just in a corner just, somewhere. just for yeah. this this mission like yo i get it like doing all that is annoying and I think they made the right decision to not make you have to physically manage your inventory like that. And I think when it comes to the treasure, dude, just put it in my pocket. Like, this isn't, like, the only time that I think it's fun in a game 
when you need to grab something is when it's like a oh it's an escort mission and the other players have to protect you mm-hmm. or something oh, you know you're, and you're like you're you're bound by exactly the you're, you're one yeah. one man down and everybody else's job just to get you there that's really fun because it kind of gets that like tenseness but when yeah. it's like oh i need three plants and and then the most annoying part is we went to that island we didn't get the one treasure that we needed but we got a whole bunch of other treasures right we have them all on the ship scattered on the ground some of them are small some of them are big so you know what i'm saying they're on the bottom then yeah. we have to go grab each of them individually go to the island Try to remember the fool that we're supposed to give it to. Give it to that person. Go back to the ship. Grab another thing. Walk over. Like to me, yeah. that's just tedium. That's not fun. Yeah. Ooh, that's not gameplay. You know that's just stupid. I think I know why they do it this way. Actually, <laughs> sorry, I just went on those. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so I think I think everything we just said still applies. However, it occurs to me that since this is a pirate game, and usually you're playing in a world where PvP is a possibility. And the game actually has mechanics in place for you to like raid mm-hmm. and steal from other players. It makes more sense that you can't put this stuff in your pocket because another player needs to be able to just jump onto your ship and take it and run inside and grab it and then leave if you know. And then he needs to not be able to put it in his pocket That's so that fair. he can't so that he's at a disadvantage. So like I can That's the pirate life, you know? Like if, <laughs> if you're if you're hauling booty you need mm. to uh, have your hands full. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But it's still really annoying. <laughs> the worst way you could have said. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'm totally uh, innocent. Um, but yeah, I think... I think <laughs> I'm about to die here. Go ahead, keep going, please. <laughs> now that's humor. Um anyway, I can I I'm hoping that that was their mentality. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't help me any. I still was annoyed. But as far as as far as like the fun is concerned, I don't think it hindered my fun to have cuz yeah, I I I agree that it it definitely does seem like a pirate simulator. Carrying around the treasure and stuff seemed very to use you guys' word tactile. And even when we grabbed like that first one, you know, um, so yeah, it was a wardrobe, but it was like open and it was full of clothes and we put it on the bottom of the ship and during our journey, we hit some rocks and the bottom mm. of the ship flooded. And so then when I grabbed the box again, it said wet, like it was a wet wardrobe or something like, so, so I think that, that goes back to the point you made, Steve, about, you know, things existing in the world, you know, so for other people to be able to interact with. Mm. And now do I think we that... Ever- did That's, we ever figure out what that meant? That it was wet? Like, did it matter that it was wet? N- I think it was just a condition. Um, I feel like Can if we were trying to burned or something. So I, think, so I feel like is, if we were trying to sell it, then the guy probably would have said something. So this is my problem with all of this: is that like I actually like get it. Like I feel you guys in the sense like, oh, this is cool. It's kind of interesting that like, oh, the clothes got wet. Or like you said, the PvP, like it's kind of a battle of like, where they hide their treasure? We need to grab it. But I think mm-hmm. the problem is like. That's really cool when you've played the game for 10 hours or 15 yeah. or 20 or 100. Or if you care about the PvP. Exactly. Or or, we or, or, PvP or the yet. system or the system tells you about itself. Like it tells you why like oh, hey, but you know like you you're like you you kind of know what to expect, but we literally just dropped it. We did the tutorial. But the tutorial didn't really prepare us for all of the different conditions. Like it's just too many things. 
and then yeah. and then we're directionless we don't know what we're doing we don't know why we're doing it we don't know what the goals are and then who we are who we are where <laughs> we're going and like all of a sudden there's all these other rules and systems and and systems and rules are fun when you have an idea of what they mean like it's fun when they surprise you like oh the clothes are wet <laughs> now we're wet looking you know like that's cool but it's different when it's like this is a fundamental mechanic but mm-hmm. we don't even know that we're supposed to talk to this lady multiple times because if one of the penalties that the game puts on you is travel time how disrespectful is it for you not to tell me that i need to get multiple things from you and then travel to avoid multiple you know, trips like, trips and that's yeah. what we did we made multiple trips mm-hmm. yeah and and it's okay if you remove it. It's like Zelda. Zelda does it terribly. They tell you about everything. <laughs> like it's the first time. This is a rupee. It gives you, you know, like like <laughs> right. okay, chill out. But the opposite side is terrible. Like you can tell me after my first time doing something that like hey, be aware of this. And maybe you don't tell me again, and that's on me. But like, it feels like a punishment in a mm-hmm. way. Like, so I, one yeah, thing I, that was. Oh, you go ahead, Steve. I was going to say a quick positive. One fun aspect of the fact that you have to carry stuff around is that when you carry the plants around, this is a really fun detail. It the, it obscures your vision in the most obnoxious way. Oh, like yeah. it would it would just plaster plants and stems or you know leaves and stems across your screen, and it's like you can barely see through it. I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an idiot. I can't see. I do like, I, um, did, I did like the whole physicality. Like, I really like my favorite part was that I could flip my map around and you could look at it. Like, yeah. Like, that's yeah. a fun detail. If only one person has the map, at least we could still, it's still kind of shared, you know, which is kind of right. cool. Yeah. You know. The most gamey part of the game was the harpoon because you can just fire it and it comes back. <laughs> Like everything else felt like it had real consequences. Restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that kind of uh, really stuck out to me is like, so the whole like idea of a pirate, going back to what you said earlier, Steve, is about the booty. And so like mm-hmm. if we're out here grabbing, because we were digging up treasure, we were finding these lost chests, we we're putting them on our ship, we we're finding these like runes and stones that were glowing. We're picking up all this stuff, but then it's like rather than the abundance being the draw, we had to like bring it to people. And then they say, hey, cool, you found a thing and it had my name on it in the quest log. So here's some coins so you can right. go buy a new shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, thanks for the shirt, homie. Yeah. And it's like yeah. at that point, it kind of like severs your tie with it's like I'm a pirate. I found a treasure chest. I want to open it up. Give me the shirt. From opening up the Inside. treasure chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I find the same pair of socks four times, you know, because it's a random loot drop, I would feel better about that than having to sail all the way to a hub world every time I find something for a guy in a tent to be like, oh, you found it. Great job. Yeah, it's kind of funny. As a pirate simulator, like, they remove the most, I guess, interesting part of being about a pirate of massing we- amassing wealth. Like, yeah, everything yeah. is kind of, like you know gated through some random npc and you don't even know what the npc and then like at the end of the day the MP- like you bring this really cool like steve had this really cool blue looking mask kind of thing and, oh the skull you know and then you just give it to someone and you're like here's five coins <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly like it's just no fanfare and it's like okay you know so so okay check this out i want to so so at this point you know we're bashing on sea of thieves in a way we're being critical we're not bashing we're being critical on sea of thieves i'm bashing 
<laughs> but to me, at this point of us playing, this is our first session. Everything we're describing right now happened in our first <laughs> yeah. session. And even wait, though, wait, yeah, wait, wait. what were you going to say, Steve? <laughs> I was going to say that we started this episode in general and wanted to talk about games that have surprised <laughs> us. Yes. And we were apologizing for not talking about Sea of Thieves. So we've been talking about <laughs> Sea of Thieves for like almost, I want to say, 20, 30 minutes. Apology redacted. 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Look, I think this might be a Sea of Thieves episode, but it will come back and we'll do this episode again. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll if, retry if the See where it goes. <laughs> but I'm like. Fine. I, and I'm okay because we've played, even though Steam needs to re- recognize that five to seven, three hours in this game is not the same not. as two hours in an indie game. We played enough to have something to say, right? Um, so, so you know, we're kind of poo-pooing on the game. We're saying all this stuff. But really, to me at this point, I'm okay with this personally. I don't know how y'all felt because I was just like, okay, this is like any game I've ever played. They're just not good at tutorializing. That does not mean the game is not good or fun yeah. or interesting. You know, like I've played plenty of games that do really well with tutorial and the game is trash, you know? So I'm like, cool. Other than the moment of frustration we had with trying to dig up stuff, treasure. I think we were mostly enjoying ourselves. Yeah, I'll never you, forget. It, and we <laughs> never forget. And and we were still like, okay, cool. And and I'll say this, and I'm going to release, you know, I'm, I'm editing them, you know, slowly, but... There's a moment where Steve had to go, right? And I, and I wish Steve had stuck around because he missed <laughs> one of the most dynamic moments that made me go, I want to continue to play this game. Like, and Steve has seen like one clip from it, but it is so chaotic. <laughs> it was so, the whole so, moment. So this is this moment, and, and I'll describe it, but I kind of don't want to spoil it because I want you guys to see the video. But essentially... Like, Steve is like, hey, I, I need to go, whatever. And and we're in, like, me and Kyle are like, okay, cool, we're gonna wrap up too. And I see a random boat, or Steve or somebody sees a boat, and it's like, oh, there's a boat over there. And I walk over to the boat, and I jump on the boat. Kyle jumps on the boat, and there's a guy named Lord EJ on there. EJ. EJ. <laughs> and we don't know if EJ is an NPC. Or a real person, <laughs> and and I still, which is great, and I'm still not sure to this day. <laughs> well, one reason why we even looked at the boat is because we heard explosions over. Yes, there. yes, because I was walking toward the boat and I was like, "Boom!" An explosion. I was like, "Y'all, y'all hear that explosion?" And then Kyle's like, "Nah, like let me come over." So he comes over, and we're on this boat, and there's this guy named Lord EJ on there, right? Well, first the boat seemed empty, but it was a bigger boat than what we had, and it was a guy. It was like right? blue. Yeah, and was I was nice. like. Yo, can we use this boat? And I'm like, yo, we stealing this boat. Like, just being goofy, <laughs> right? So Kyle's down with it. He runs into Lord EJ, and an explosion happens. Lord EJ, like, blows himself up, and we're super confused. And then a series of, a sequence of events happens that was <laughs> legitimately hilarious and fun. Like, I don't want to spoil it, but it was legit fun, right? It was pirate hijinks. It was pirate hijinks. And the things that happen, we don't know what's going on. We, we encounter a mermaid. Let's put it that way. Like, it just... Everything oh. about it was just like, what is going on? And it was fun because we didn't know what was going on. But there was, but it was like dynamic. And me and <laughs> I can't wait to release the video. I just need to finish editing like the last few. And like, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's hilarious. So, so that was a high, right? We end kind of on a high, like, yo, what in the world? We need to stop playing. Me and Kyle are doing a a, a song 
in commemoration of EJ and what what happened with him. <laughs> yeah. Like well, you were playing music in the game. Yeah, we're playing yeah. music overlooking the seat and talking about EJ because it was. See, that's that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I know you're trying to be funny. I don't want to interrupt the moment, but that's that's a cool feature of the game that you can just bust out some music and have a she san- a sea shanty. Yeah, it, and it was fun. It was legitimately fun. So to me, I was like, yo, this game's about to be fire. You know what I'm saying? Like. If this was just a microcosm of what has we have in store, it's about to be fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt about it, Kyle. Where, where were you at after everything? And I'd like to hear where you were at, Steve, after you left your experience. But like, mm-hmm. like where were y'all at after our first play session and it ended? You know. So I agree. You know, I think it had its highs and its lows. While we were even digging, you know, and on that first island, there were a lot of interesting things that happened. You know, that's where we enchi- we encountered skeletons mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, the day-night cycle took effect. So, like, at night, all these different creatures came out. Yeah, a big and, you know, dude or whatever. And... Yeah, so it had its moments. But, you know, just because it was extended by because of what we were trying to accomplish, that's what made everything else seem less fun. And so, to me... What happened when we got to Lord EJ and we got on the boat? A lot of that stuff, like there wasn't a whole lot of different things happening. It's just we didn't have anything there to weigh it down. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if the game could, and I know it's a tough, you know, it's a big ask maybe, but for the game to stay at such a high to where the game mechanics don't get in the way of mm-hmm. us having fun, then yeah, I, I think that the game does have legs in that capacity. And maybe we'll talk about it later, but there was a, a reason why we asked for a refund even after we <laughs> yes. had the encounter with Lord EJ. Yes, we definitely will. But yeah, where were, where were you after our first play, Steve? Uh, I was I was pretty stoked. I didn't realize at the time that, you know, when you end your play session, it kind of just turns everything back off. Like everything goes back to where you, how it started. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, we got some treasure. We did some quests. I don't know what this means, but like we made progress, you know? <laughs> yeah. It felt, it felt like we did something. And then when I started playing with you guys, Oh, and I'll also say it felt like we did something. And I was like, these guys, you know, it's always fun to play with you homies. So I was thinking like, this isn't really my favorite type of game. I certainly would not play it by myself, but I uh, had a good time when I started again. And I didn't recognize where I was. Mm. It didn't, I was super confused. You guys knew more than I did, but it felt like they had just taken the starting island where we had been acting as our base and just moved it somewhere else. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a different island, but it has all the same like mm-hmm. NPCs, all the same right. like huts and stuff. You know, it was disorienting. Like, it was disorienting. We had a. It felt like nothing mattered a little bit. Mm. And, and I, but I, I was still i was still cool with playing i was just like oh that's kind of annoying and, and i just want to take a moment to say to you steve we love playing games with you as well i and oh, i yeah. know that's what you're trying to express <laughs> <laughs> we enjoy playing games that could be mediocre but are great because we can play together it's a great experience that's why i call y'all brothers and that's i mean honestly you're right i wouldn't play sea of thieves by myself either i wouldn't play it without you or kyle you know like so <laughs> The games are that much better because of this experience that we can have together. So I feel you, Steve. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. I love you, yeah, too. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> no, it, yeah, and that was yeah. like one of the caveats to the review that Steve was talking about earlier about the guy going through the uh, 
the missions and taking two and three hours. Oh, right. Like one of the things he definitively said, because there was another like all out just bad review before it. But the thing the thing that was differentiated was this this guy was like, Me and my me and my crew had a great time. Yeah. So it's like he was playing with a designated group of people. So it, it really didn't matter what happened to a degree. Yeah. Because they yeah. were having fun within themselves. Yeah, I think I think it's one of the strangest decisions and maybe uh, I, I'm conflicted about this game in general and we'll get there, but it's like, do wanna keep playing this? But there's many reasons. But but I I don't understand the decision to not have some level of permanence in what we do, right? Like, I get that there's some things need to reset, okay? Like, you want to make it where every session feels fresh and new, but to feel like, oh, I've lost all my maps. All the treasure that I might have had on my ship is yeah. gone. All of the... Yeah, God forbid you quit before you turn your treasure. Oh, man. You know, like, to feel that, like, weight that you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't stop playing this game until I get back home. You know, like... It feels like, why not find, like, like, and it's not even that the game is, it doesn't even feel like it's in a super, like, like, I could understand it if it's like a super persistent world where everybody's there and you need to save on resources and you don't want to have a hundred thousand ships everywhere and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? We're playing a game right now that should not be so persistent. <laughs> like it, it really, it's doing yeah. things that are way above its pay grade. And I'm like, what is CFDs doing that this janky looking game can't do? We'll talk about that later. But like, <laughs> I just don't get, I can't get the decision behind it. And maybe it's because we don't understand the game and we haven't been playing for a hundred hours, but it feels so weird to me that we step into a game. We don't even go back to the same Island. Like yeah. that's big. Yeah. That's weird. That's super weird to me. Like I can't continue my journey from where I ended last time, you yeah. Know, like because especially especially with the knowledge because when we did play, so like to Steve's point earlier, we when we did adventure off the beaten path, usually we found like barrels with fruit in them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very rarely did we find anything worthwhile. There was a time where we found like a group of pigs yeah. and they just run from us. And that was that was kind of interesting, I guess. But then Brad I a lot of chickens. Brad all of a sudden found uh, a ship that washed up on shore. And at the top, there was a tall tale, which is yes. like the yes. missions in the game. Uh, and so from that, you know, we went through the cutscene, and it was this big elaborate thing with voice acting. Brought the game to another level, right? And so for the next probably hour, I think, um, you know, we were following this tall tale. It was like, look look to the west, look to the, to the east, find the clues. And there was like these ghost ships that we had to sail mm-hmm. towards, and then they'd move. Cool. And there wasn't a whole lot of direction, but at the same time, it was super immersive, and things were clear, so we were yeah. still able to do it. And he, was, he gave us this lantern, and you had to hold the lantern up to see the final ghost ship, and then you had to swim to the bottom of the ocean. And then at the bottom of the ocean, there were all these bodies, and you had to find the right one that was the captain, and you had to find the captain's skull. Like it was this super cool story, but then. You know, we talked to the guy and he was like, that's the first step. Because at the beginning, he was like, you got to find three of these skulls. And so we were feeling, at least I was, I was feeling super accomplished in this yeah. game. Yeah. You know, like we actually did something. We finally did something and it felt good. And then we were like, okay, that's this is like a good stopping point. It's kind of late. And so, yeah, then to come back the next day, we're not even on the island where we talked to the guy. Then we look in our inventory. The tall tale is like, it's... 
recorded that we did something so far, but like to start it back up again wasn't clear. Like I don't know if we had to go back to the book, but so one of the things was oh, about the about tall that. tale is that so yeah, when you start over, your inventory is cleaned out. And so during the tall tale, we were given two key items. Yes. We were given a lantern and a book. book that told us where to go next. Both of those were gone when we came back into the game. Yes. So I guess you would have to go back to that ship that we found and, and Not- manually start it over. And it would probably pick up where it left off, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. Best case but, scenario. But the thing is, it's so weird that like... It's not even like they're like, cool, here's a permanent map because you've accomplished something and you deserve to know this knowledge because you did it. Like, I literally would have to make my own map, like outside of the game in order to know where to go to go see that book again so we could start the journey again or get chapter two or whatever. And I'm like, and yeah, it's super unclear. Uh, Oh, we made progress. But then it says like remove or something. When we go over to touch the little tall tail. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't want to interact with this because it's telling me that I'll delete this if I interact with it. Like, it's not. It, it, I, that must be so that you can start over fresh if you want to. That must be it. And that's cool. But once again, it feels like it's not for me. It's for someone who's played 100 hours already. Yeah. Like, it's. Well, that. Yeah. 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 And, and, like, and I think and, it should be mm-hmm. that, but also the option to continue in some capacity. Yes. If you can remove it, that means it's. Well, I'm guessing it's tracked somewhere that we got exactly. this far. Yeah, at, at least just give me a little convenience of saying like, oh, we honor that you made some journey. You guys made some, uh, you know, progress. We'll, there we'll, should have been a there should have been a remove button and a continue button that mm-hmm. immediately just puts that stuff back in your inventory. Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe it points, well, tells you like where to go to pick up where you left off. And even if they wanted to say, oh, well, you have to do all three chapters of this thing in one go cool well don't show me that i still like it just seemed very weird the messaging behind that and it felt it felt to me it felt like more hurtful i wish it had just deleted it because i'd be like okay cool we just need to find that thing again and do that more sequence you know clean slate yeah you know so that that weird semi-permanence is 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 not fun right and so I think that set the, st- <laughs> how do I say this? I think that set the, the tone, the tone for what was going to happen next. Okay, mm-hmm. so which I wasn't there for. So yeah, Steve wasn't there for that for this series of events. I have this all recorded, so I'll find you at rare if you don't believe me, like and show you <laughs> what happened. So Who should they believe you? There's no way <laughs> no, this hasn't happened to somebody there. So so me and me and Kyle. I think it was before or after a recording we were doing for this show. We're like talking and we were like, wait a second. Do we go into the wrong mode? Like, were we playing the wrong mode the whole time? Like, we're not playing the like we're playing a mode that's like uh, like uh, sandbox mode, like free play. But there's another mode. Oh, y'all did. You know, like that story mode. Right. Like, oh, like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we did something wrong. So we talked about it and we realized, oh, maybe we did the wrong thing. So we briefly went into the game and we like confirmed, oh, we didn't do the story mode, which was this, uh, what's his name? The Jack. Pirates. Yeah. It's a Pirates of the Pirates Caribbean. Caribbean Jack, whatever thing. Right. It's like, Jack okay, Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. So we're like, cool. We'll do this later. Right. Uh, so later that night, I think. Right. It was, it might've been the same day. So I think so. 
so it's late like it's pretty late 10 11 and it's like okay cool like let's play for a little bit and see how this goes okay <laughs> so so quite a few series of events happened so we finally get together in our crew we start the first problem was we couldn't find when we were first playing like how to start the story like it literally felt no different than when we played adventure mode which was no story right right like, just drops you in <laughs> just drops you on the island and i don't even so how did you even find it like how did you fi- find that we started kyle like to start the story so i remember that there were symbols on the map and so i just happened to look at the map and i saw the skull and it was like a little bit altered version of the icon Ooh. that's on all the uh Pirates of the Caribbean memorabilia, you know, the, the skull with the cross uh, swords. Because it's, it's a, yeah. Yeah. And so I saw that, but it was like on the zoomed out map. And I was like, hmm, how do we get to that? And so I zoomed in and, you know, the map, it just shows where your ship is, not where you are. So I zoomed in. And so our ship was like super far away from when I was zoomed out. When I zoomed in, though, it showed the ship at the dock and that this icon was actually on the island. And I was like, oh, it's been here the whole time. And so then, you know, I was on the ship looking back and forth at the map back at the island. And the icon was huge, just like the X. So I was like, okay, it has to be in that area. And so I was like, you know, my gamer mind, if you if you will. I looked in the area. I looked in that <laughs> direction. And I see this giant mountain. And there's pillars of fire at the top. You know, the, the, the uh, tiki poles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's got to be up there. So I, I parkour my way up there. Takes me about five minutes because... You know, the parkour in this game is 10 out of 10. It's great. <laughs> That's not true. Um, Sarca- 10 out of 10 sarcasm point. Like, it's fine. Yeah, you can move around. You can run. You can so I get around. up there, and either it was one of the pay-to-win stores, like we have to use real currency, or it was empty. I can't remember. Either way, it was a soul-crushing journey back down mm. um, because I found nothing. And so I went back. I looked at the map again, and I was like, okay, maybe it's – Still in that area, but close to the shore. So I went around the back. I jumped off of the mountain where I thought the icon was. And I walked back to this character that we saw in our first playthrough. That we were joking around. Hey, look, it's Calypso from Pirates of the Caribbean. But mm-hmm. she obviously wasn't. You know, she was wearing like this different garb. But she had like the accent, kind of. But she was in this little tent. And I was like, no. Don't tell me they did this. <laughs> so then I went and looked they at her stuff. Her? I went and looked at her stuff. So she's got like this, you know, generic looking ship next to her uh, to a layman, you know, maybe a, Par- a Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Maybe they'll you know, know what it is. But then she's got a ship in the bot and a ship in a bottle on the ground and it's low poly. So I don't recognize that either. And so then I look up and it's like, huh, what's that? It's another sword like put uh, stabbed through a book. But it's like one of those rapiers that they do have in Pirates of the Caribbean. And I walk yeah. up to it and they're like. Pirates of the Caribbean storyline, but it was locked. And so I was like, well, what, okay. how do I, what am I supposed to do? And so I look to the right and then I see something that was, you know, undeniable. I see Davy Jones's head on top of a uh, chest. And so I look at that and, and then I read it again, this new one. And it said Pirates of the Caribbean storyline or something like that. And that one was locked too, but it said like part four, part five or something, something along those lines. And I was like, oh, there's a series. So then I walk all the way to the other end of the boat because I'm all, I'm on the outside does. of the boat and it has episode one there. 
with a generic skull next to it. And it's like, start your Pirates of the Caribbean journey. Vote mm-hmm. on the... You can't... And you have to vote on it that way. You can't have skulls as, like, important indicators or icons in a game full of skulls. Exactly. It's not okay. Yes. yes. Like, when the whole... I, it, it, I can't, in my mind, like, real talk, imagine making a game, setting a no. mode that's taught, like, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. It's so cool. And then making it that hard for an average person to figure out where in the world I interact with the content that you want me to use. Like, I can only imagine that maybe when it first launched, it was a lot more obvious. Maybe. Like, maybe in the world, they made it a lot more obvious and we just missed it. So we're just, it's just one of those things they did. It was an oversight. But like, we're looking around the island. We want to play your game. And we waste <laughs> 15, 20 minutes just trying to find how to start it. Like, ah, it just... We went we went to the specific mode. So I think that that should be a, an edge case. Like, put an yes, icon yes. on my HUD yes. showing me where Calypso is so I can go directly to her because I'm in this mode. Yes. So just one the one time, when as soon as I load in. So well, I mean. actually, I got to go back at the footage, but they might have spawned us in front of Calypso. Like, like they just, put me in the inn. I was in the okay, inn. Okay, I, I don't know. I but like say so say say they spawn us in front of her anyway. Like, it, it's not like she was like, "Welcome, children." <laughs> right. It is time for us to do Pirates of the Care. It was just like her sitting there on a box. <laughs> you know? yeah. She looks like, like every other NPC. And you can actually talk to her, and she wouldn't say anything to you about Pirates That's of true. the Caribbean. She would just she say stuff. Like random sea pirate stuff, and if you didn't Don't look to pick up a skull by its fingers or <laughs> with your fingers in the eye socket, it's very disrespectful. <laughs> you know, and wise it's, advice. And it's like, oh, unless I look to the right and see these random things on the wall that I got to come over. Like it's just it, it, it blows my mind. You know, and, and then and then okay, so Kyle just just detailed what was a terrible series of events, right? But then. <laughs> You skip ahead a little. Get to the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, took it to the next level. So we interact with her after starting the mission, and the longest narrative dialogue. Oh my gosh! Unskippable. Five minutes. Seven. At least. Seven minutes minimum. Yeah. And I, I, if I'm gonna go back in time, it, but it had to be about seven minutes. And because her just, <laughs> we we were able to take the ship. <laughs> Like, it was so bad. Like, she's talking, oh, the pirates, them, and blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, this, don't worry, doc, doc. Like, she's talking about dark matter. Who knows what she was saying? But but Kyle made the point. The first time we did it, we didn't really know what was going on. So we just sat there and listened to her saying nothing. And then, like, it triggers an event, and it shows where we need to go. But it doesn't, once again, this game doesn't, like, have a HUD or anything. It's, like, happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And we surmise, oh, some weird, like, blue thing just happened in the ocean. That's where we need to go, right? And it's semi-obvious, I would say. Right, Kyle? Like, it wasn't So the super- first times that it happened, I think the first two times we tried it, the uh, the little, like, triangular rocks were right behind her. Mm-hmm. So as we were listening, it it synced up with her dialogue. Yeah. So So we're like, cool. We get on the ship, and we head toward there right we get in we go through the portal and it then like takes us through like a cutscene, right but the cutscene is super confusing because it's not really clear like if we're supposed to do something 
what we're supposed to look at because it's like immerse it i said this while we were playing but it reminds me of like a disney ride mm-hmm. like you're just sitting there and things are happening and you're like oh like this is kind of cool but it's really slow moving and it's like whatever but that's whatever but eventually we get to what seems to be another portal that we need to go through the camera changes and does this weird looking thing it looks like it's trying to be like cinematic and then the game just like the boat just stops moving <laughs> and it freezes but the world is still like animating like the waves are still moving <laughs> the wind is still blowing mm-hmm. and, and also the and the music moving. stopped and the music just stops and we're uh-huh. like oh maybe maybe it's doing something and then every once in a while you might hear the music try to kind of kick in or something <laughs> yeah. and then it and then so eventually, after about five, ten minutes, we realize, oh, the game is just glitched out. Like, we're supposed to make it through this tunnel, <laughs> but we can't. So we quit. Then the next series of terrible events happen. Like, we quit. We come back. We know what to do. So we jump back on the boat. But we have to wait for Calypso to say her seven-minute spiel. We literally sit there waiting in front of the portal. And then we go through it again. Same thing happens. It glitches out. This time, though, or was it the first time? It was the second time. It was the second time. One of the times we were trying to, like, solve the mystery of why the boat was stopping. Because one of the times I raised the sails while we were in the cutscene, and then the boat stopped. I want to say it was the first time. And so I thought it was my fault. Yeah, you I thought was maybe like, you had just stopped the boat because the sails were Yeah, it was like up. an edge yeah. case, and we were supposed to keep the sails down. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the first time. And the second time you came back, because I've seen the clips, I remember you talking yeah. about, like, oh, I won't raise the sails this time. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so we get there, and then we quit. But what happens is, like, some, like, I think the game crashed or something as well, simultaneously or something. And then Kyle, it told him, Hey, do you want to jump back in the game where you left off or something? Right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it doesn't say that to me. So Kyle tries to do that, but then he's like caught on an infinite loading screen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I'll wait for you to come back. But it's like corrupted Kyle's game at this point. Yeah, I had right? to reinstall. He had the like all the stuff. But what happened is he finally gets back in the game and we try a third time. Go through the long cutscene with Calypso talking trash. We go through the tunnel. We get there. We are, this time the cutscene is seems to be working, right? Like we're moving, mm-hmm. we're moving, <laughs> and then Kyle's game crashes. <laughs> like, like hard crash, black screen hard, gone. Hard, hard crashes, and but I was the host this time too, and he was the host. But we make it through to the next scene. But I make it through. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you went on, but, but I don't know if the game was glitched or not. But they gave me no feedback on what I need to do after that. It was like, I came through the tunnel, and it was just like, I was in this foggy world. (laughs) And there was nothing to be seen. But, like, it wasn't like they were moving me. Because before, we were on tracks, like, moving. And and I'm just confused. Then Kyle's trying to get back in the game, and he keeps saying he's joined the game, but he's not. And then whatever. Then finally, I figure out, oh, I'm supposed to go somewhere. But at this point, I'm piloting a ship by myself dog <laughs> your man has left you I'm, and you have no friends I was gone. And, 
and the wind had pushed us over and we hit some rocks and the boat was sinking and so I was trying to stop the boat from sinking but once I went under the ship the boat would get blown to a different direction and crash into more rocks and that happened for about 15 minutes finally get to an island that apparently I was supposed to go to and then the worst gameplay I've played in a long time occurred I'm not even gonna go through the whole sequence but long story short is it was just so boring and I had to walk around and pick stuff up and do terrible first-person platforming and then fall and do it all over again. And then the, the story the, made no sense. And the, dialogue. the dialogue. The It was seemed terrible. like it was for, I mean, maybe it was for kids, but it just, it didn't seem to fit. It was so weird. More like cryologue, am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was so boring. And then finally, after like 45 minutes of this on like rail not even on rails it's like linear like boring lighting fires with a lantern experience i finally get on a boat and i meet jack sparrow right and i'm like cool cool, cool. but then it's jack sparrow like you know how we talk about in borderlands like the characters think their their dialogue is really interesting mm-hmm. like jack sparrow's probably the king of this like think about the pirates of the caribbean movies oh yeah <laughs> And it was this all him talking and oh I don't know what I'm gonna do I'm kind of tipsy and blah 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 and it just <laughs> and I was like please Jack stop talking <laughs> like just I'm sure it would have been more charming if you weren't as annoyed already maybe but I don't know how you could get through that 45 minutes without being like okay what's happening what am I supposed to do and then and then finally we get on the deck of the ship we're like on the boat of the person who takes you to you know the the boat of whatever souls or something and then another boat comes and starts attacking us and i'm like okay fun times i gotta have a sea battle what i realized during the middle of the sea battle is there's no consequences to me doing anything good <laughs> or bad i can't damage the mean? ship and the ship can't damage me and i quit the game i was like this <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man so it, it was, was a cutscene. It was so long and boring, and I apologize for people listening to this podcast because they had to hear all that trash, but that was like... Brad, I'm surprised you didn't bring up your favorite line throughout the whole thing. (laughs) Dead men tell no tales. He said that 50 times. At least. Every time he did something. (laughs) Dead men. Same clip. Same Same clip. clip. Not even pitch shifted. And then at the very end, to make it more disrespectful, you do something, and then it's like you meet some pirate, and you see his ghost, and he says, I guess dead men do tell tales. And I was like, (laughs) oh, no. Did they really? They were high-fiving in the writer's room. 100%. Rare. That is not humor. 100%. 100%. We did it. it from a man who knows humor. (laughs) Who knows humor. You did say a very funny joke about pirate booty earlier so you you that wasn't a joke that was serious. <laughs> you would mm, see it. even better more funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but long story anyway. long story short is i wanted a refund that was it and then one <laughs> didn't get a refund because they said play i'm not even gonna get into that but anyway <laughs> i want to play this game again y'all but i don't know what please y'all y'all convince me for us to play this game again because i'm Going back through this, and I'm re-remembering the trauma. 
Um, I want to be traumatized, so you got to play it at least long enough for me to be as angry as you are. Because right now I'm just missing out on all the rage. Yes, you are. You should play. You should play the uh, the Pirate of Caribbean story. Pretty much and like I, I did I, by myself. No, I'm not gonna with do us that, watching 100%. you play. <laughs> now that could be fun. If so, I'm just streaming and you guys, yeah, watch, we'll even watch watching you play, it's we'll like play the chat. I was. I don't know, man. I was almost glad my game crashed. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because I was not when we picked Sea of Thieves to play mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves. I was not really feeling it. Yep. But it turned you know the, the dialogue convinced me that it would be a good idea. I'll also note that of the three things that we picked, I I chose two of the things that we ended up voting on, and Sea of Thieves was the third thing I did not choose. So. <laughs> That I chose, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Keep in but, mind, yeah. And Arcane was definitely <laughs> the right choice. I, I give yeah. you that. Oh, you, speaking of Arcane, I have to apologize for anybody listening about my faux pas. Oh. I said V every single time. Her name is Violet. <laughs> it's Vi. I know it. My it's in my brain. But man, ah. Uh. Well, if we're going back and apologizing, I apologize to everybody. I meant to say Made in Abyss. I just kept saying In Abyss when we talked about the anime episodes. So, anyway, it's Made in Abyss. And One day Steve will be was correcting son. me, but I don't even know if he knew he was correcting me. He just would say it correctly, and I would say it wrong, and he would say it correctly. But he wasn't, like, saying it in a vindictive or, like, it's Made in Abyss. I was trying to yeah. be subtle. Be more vindictive, Steve. We need yeah, you. Yeah, because I didn't get it i was just saying in abyss in the abyss i probably said different things i don't even know <laughs> you're like my, it's the thing is i'm used to it my mom being puerto rican very good english but sometimes certain phrases escape her and so she'll just say things wonky and it, i've just learned to like subtly correct her or just mm-hmm. you know. no my parents do anyway. that too they say uh chipotle instead of chipotle that's correct (laughs) that's that's really good you know but i get it it's like oh they want to go to chipotle chipotle my mom uh what is it for me she says netflix (laughs) all of them (laughs) netflix every every nets (laughs) i want so i tried to get a refund y'all it didn't work out so now i have sea of thieves so i feel like we have to play it like i feel disclaimer to anyone who's buying games from steam don't play it for two hours. Two hours. Mm-hmm. No matter if, even mm-hmm. if it's like a sandbox MMO, mm-hmm. two hours is the limit. Apparently, mm-hmm. don't don't sit in the menu. Don't leave oh the game off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make, yeah. Make sure you play if if you want to consider getting a refund. Two hours, no matter the case. So. I was at 45, 55 minutes after the tutorial, so I was I was sunk. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. You know, I feel that was humor. You know, I, I I feel like there's something, there has to be something, right? Like, I, you know, I talk trash a lot about No Man's Lie, or or I don't even one know what the game lie. is called. One man's one man's got no one man's one man's no man's pill is that your one man's sleeping pill? <laughs> no Peter Molyneux simulator. <laughs> no man's sky. <laughs> Peter Molyneux simulator. I talk a lot of trash about it. And I think the trash is deserved, deserved, but Ooh, <laughs> but I old English plus one letter word, <laughs> Add the plus end. one uh, plus one dollar deserved. But um, I think 
I think that like Sea of Thieves, I see why people play it. I don't really see why people play No Man's Sky. Still don't because know. It's like really boring to me. And I and I tried and I've watched videos, but it's just boring no matter what I do. But Sea of Thieves, I can get it. But like, how do I get there, y'all? Like, what do we need to do to have fun in this game? You know what I'm saying? Here's I mean, first of all, I don't think you need to try that hard, right? <laughs> if you don't want to play, you only need to play long enough for me to not want to play, and then we can just quit <laughs> and find What do you think in the world, Steve, there's a chance that you could like this game? Like what would they have to do? Um, you don't dislike it now, right? They would have to add five hours to my day, <laughs> right? And take away all the other games that are better and, and more more well suited. Maybe not better, but let's just say better suited to my taste. You'd prefer to because there's other there's other stuff I'd rather do with my time. That's fair. So, I agree. But, um, uh, okay, all right. But to answer your question more, you know, more seriously. I, one of the first thoughts I had about this game when we were playing was like, man, imagine if the sailing and the, you know, the, yeah, the, the sailing and the getting around and the kind of the questiness of Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker was like this game. Because mm. Wind Waker was, one of the cool things about Wind Waker was it is a story. It's a guided, curated story, you know, full of experiences and stuff. But it's kind of open. You can you spend a yeah. lot of time on the ocean and you can go to whatever island you want. And just like this, the islands are small and maybe not super dense or detailed or anything. Um, but you travel between them mm-hmm. and there's certain levels of, of tactileness that that game had. You know, like the way that you use maps, the way that you have to navigate with your compass. Um, when you... In this game, you don't dig for treasure, but you kind of like spelunk for treasure. <laughs> spelunk is the wrong word. Uh, you grapple for treasure. You, you just kind of get a crane. You turn your grapple hook into a crane and just drop it into the ocean and look for treasure chests. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not on a map. They glow. It's a little different. But like, I feel like a combination of like the Sea of Thieves mechanics mm-hmm. with the Legend of Zelda world and storytelling would have been mm-hmm. super cool. I would have eaten that up. Mm. That it's, inter- cool. it's interesting that you say that because, like, I think one of the worst parts of Wind Waker was dealing with the wind, right? Like, not like that was the Ooh, yeah. that was the mechanic, and I get it, but it always annoyed me that I had to do 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 do, and then change the wind, you know, to like go east or go west. See, it thieves surprisingly does not care about the wind at all. Like, it's mm, like that's like the one thing that. They cut out, it seems like. Yeah, I was very surprised that, especially like playing a, another game that's not a pirate game, Valheim, where wind it's really all about matters. the wind. It's all about the wind. You're dead in the water. <laughs> yes. You know? The wind is never on your side. Never on your side. So I was like immediately pleased by that. But yeah, like I 100% agree with you. Just imagine Sea of Thieves with the same mechanic where you have to like discover the map. Like I love that in, in, uh, uh, Wind Waker, Waker, where you're like discovering islands, discovering little oh. pieces of things. Dis- you have to buy maps from those fish. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And like you'd have to like, the only way that you would get a square on the map is if you visited it. Like 
you'd yeah. have to go but they like yeah the fish would tell you where treasure was but you'd have to like and i thought that was so cool like oh this is discovery and back then i mean we we didn't have <gasps> oh yeah what you and you actually found treasure map i don't think no the, the fish would fill your map in for you i don't know if details. they told you where treasure was they would tell you but you could find treasure maps like in chests and stuff yeah but the 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 fish would give you treasure maps because you always had to go to the square like yeah to, like to, illuminate. To, that's what the fish was yeah, yeah. you know and yeah, so maybe yeah, maybe you had to talk to the fish. No, I don't remember. But anywho, you, it was it good. was good it the was way good. they did it. So like, see if these could could do that. Like, give me a linear experience where it's about literally doing a pirate's tale with my friends. Like, yeah, take out the PvP. Just even use the map that you have now, but put more interesting discoveries and you know, like yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? Three yams, aka the Kyle. Like, what would you do to make the game fun? more fun or more interesting so yeah our limited time on the islands i will say overall seemed pretty barren Mm -hmm. i don't know if something changes later in the game where you can discover more about what the islands have to offer i don't know if it's one of those games where they think that their interesting set pieces are enough to tell you a story you make up your own stories or somewhere in between it's really hard to tell i guess to get get the pulse on what this rare wanted for Sea of Thieves as far as a narrative experience. Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's not deep into the game, but it's you almost have you almost fight against doing something narrative in <laughs> like the voting system where you have to go to a physical table and vote on a on a quest that you don't really know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. type, you know. I from from the simulator standpoint, I think it's really cool. It's immersive, you know. Very tactile, as we've been saying. Everything in this game has some sort of physical representation. And I appreciate that. But I will die on the hill that is feedback. Mm -hmm. And say that, yeah, in Wind Waker, I haven't played Wind Waker, but I've seen it played. And yeah, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of games that do deal with maps and discovery treasures I don't think it's a good thing that a lot of games have gotten to the point to where if something's on the ground far away, even the Breath of the Wild did this, it's far away, it has like this little glimmer to it. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a more elegant way to do that. It's not immersion breaking and it's like it's a glimmer in the, in, in the corner of your eye. So it's kind of, it, I get it. I, I don't mm-hmm. dislike it. I think there's a, you know, more elegant ways to do it. But at least something like that, because to me, like, in Sea of Thieves, and I'm going back to, I'm going to die in this hill, like I said. But if we're all in the area, if I'm standing on top of it within five in-game meters, there should be some sort of feedback. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking instead of having feedback necessarily, the map would just subtly change. Maybe the map would zoom in a little bit. If you were in the right area, it would just automatically like kind of... Mm. you know zoom in on the spot but so that you get more detail proximity yeah. wise yeah yeah and that'd be great and to me that still counts as feedback because right the sure, disconnect sure. now is that we don't know if anything we're doing is right because one thing about the place we were digging is that there was a steep incline mm-hmm. and a huge drop off mm-hmm. all in the same area and so there mm-hmm. were so many different things that could have contributed to if the system was how you described it, you know, Steve, where it's kind of randomly generated in some way, you know, that something was poorly placed and it was like in between who knows where. And I, and, and, I, and I, 
And I'd say this, I wish that the X didn't also obscure the map so much that you couldn't even be sure if you were exactly where you were. Yeah. And there's a lot of like different pieces of elements nearby. If there's, yeah, if there's like really fine landmarks, the mm -hmm. X just covered everything. Up. Yeah, and there's mm -hmm. no way to zoom in. So you, you can't remove the X. So you can't even at least get an idea. Okay, this is what it kind of looks like. Oh, that rock over there. You know, like, you know, I think, oh. I think, I think, you know, the way that, uh, you know, going back to uh, Wind Waker, the way that they handled treasure in the water was that like you couldn't see the little gold outline until you were like a certain distance from mm -hmm. it. So like you had to be close and then like take in what I think, which is funny that I'm even mentioning this, uh, uh, fork knife, fork knife, fork oh, yeah. knight, how they handle chest is you can hear it, right? You know, it's nearby, but, but like, you kind of have to kind of guess, is it above me? Is it below me? Like mm -hmm. sometimes it's really close to you, but it kind of like still is like a search in the way that they do the sound design. It's pretty good for making it an interesting discovery, right? Not that I think yeah. you, I think you might be misremembering. What I remember about Wind Waker was that you would see the treasure, right? The glow on the water surface from far away. But when you got too close, it would disappear. And you could also hear it when you got close enough. Yeah, it might be But then when you got too yeah. close, when you got too close, it would the, the sound would also disappear. But I think oh. so. What you had to do was you had to see it from far away and head that way, and then you had to, as you got close enough, you had to start gauging your distance, and just and and basically like get it by get it by feel when you were over top where it had where it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think I might have had great. it backwards, but I, I think. Fun that was cool. fundamentally like that distance like some feedback like kyle said like hey you're near it you know because you're right because i think if they had the little gold circle around it you would just drop exactly there but it was just like hey it's in this area you just need to figure it out at this point like think about it you know and then i also think it was pretty forgiving you know what i'm saying like you didn't have to be pixel perfect yeah, you know, I think it must have been. You know, but CSEs felt like you had to be pixel. Because I remember finding a piece of treasure and I dug right next to it. Mm -hmm. And then I dug like literally what felt like like a few pixels over and then it unearthed. And I was like, oh, like, yeah. just imagine if I had. And while we were while we were searching, um, I actually did look up. So there is a radius for everything that's in the ground. But it's it varies depending on what it is. I think for the smaller things, oh, the gosh. radius was smaller. But then for chest, it's bigger. So if you dig mm -hmm. in the area, you're supposed uh, to still get it. So it's a small thing that we were looking for. So it just made it more terrible. Yeah, you don't know what it is. You don't know what the radius. Ooh, is. Not that it would right. help you. Ooh. It wouldn't help if you didn't know what the radius yeah. was. Anymore. I think fundamentally, like the treasure hunting, like I feel like the sea fights are probably what would be the most interesting the sea battles because even the short period of time that i've done with kyle because mm -hmm. we did deal with some sea battles like just that dynamic like and just imagine like oh you're getting shot and you got to stop the the ship from sinking and like you know i just feel like there's they have what they need to be like super interesting and super fun they just chose a really strange direction like in my opinion, i don't know man. in my opinion i i think they must be doing something right because people are eating this game up. You know, people are spending hundreds of hours playing it. And they love it. They love the set pieces. They love the lore. They love the storytelling. You know. Yeah. I don't know if there are things that they also have qualms about and I just don't hear about it. I 
haven't done a ton of research, but it's obviously, I mean, it's pretty popular for with its fans. I, I think it's very, I think it's very uh, loved Niche. by fans. I don't know if it's huh. popular in the sense that like the it's like I think dedicated it's, fan base dedicated sure. and I and I think it's the type of game where it's like the whales are going to take care of it and the whales being the people who spend a lot of money in the game sure, you know sure. like they spend a lot of money and they spend a lot of hours in it and the community is very dedicated so you know hey respect to that like not every game is for everybody but I it, it hurts me more when I see a game that I feel like has everything that could have mass appeal because like look at Fortnite I don't care what nobody says about Fortnite I want to hate on Fortnite, but then you play Fortnite and you go, I can't hate on you, son. I see why you're such a huge franchise. You have really, really tried to make the game accessible, but also deep. Like, and they've worked really hard. And I think they deserve all the credit. Yeah, make fun of little kids doing the Fortnite dance. But I'm a grown man and I'm like, bruh, this game is actually fun. (laughs) Like... Legit. It's a problem. <laughs> like it's it, it's had its <laughs> it's had its ups and downs too. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it's good or sometimes it's bad depending on what season you're in. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. And, and I'm okay with like Sea of Thieves maybe having its ups and downs. But it kind of almost feels like no, nah, we're happy with what we got. We got we got the money we need to survive. We're not going to do anything more. We're not trying to cater to anybody else but our fan base. You know. Yeah, and I'm like the I things get it. that we're experiencing seem like the things that would have gotten scrubbed out. If they cared about those things, mm-hmm. like maybe the core game and for the um, what do you like the the hardcore players, like maybe they don't want any feedback. They want to find the treasure just on the map. But like mm-hmm. those, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, those accessibility options for the rest of the player base doesn't seem to be taken into account. Yeah, and I think it's okay to have tears. I think it's okay to have the PvP worlds with the intense battles and the blah, 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 blah. But I think it's also okay to say, like, hey, I'm a casual. And I just want to enjoy the the best parts of the game. We don't have to be in the same world. You know what that means? You make twice as much money, baby. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Like, it's like games in general that give you difficulty levels. Like, nobody asks you. <laughs> you finish Uncharted or you finish God of War or whatever game. They don't go, what difficulty did you beat it on? Difficulty did you beat it on? <laughs> No, that's not the point. The point is you beat it, and then you can talk about the shared experience that you had. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like nobody cares. Somebody like, asks you that. Evaluate if you still want to be friends with that person. <laughs> people, people care in Halo. What difficult? I'm not friends with people that play Halo, and, and, I, and I think it's okay. If, yeah, <laughs> if it's your friends who are like that type of people, but like. If I'm in Walmart and you see me wearing a Halo shirt and you go, what difficulty did you beat the campaign on? <laughs> I'm going to say. Bro, if you're at Walmart and I see a stranger wearing a Halo shirt, I'm not even going to say Exactly. It's not, it's not a good example. I, I've worn shirts for like games before and people have talked to me and it was like, okay, you know nobody's no the shirt's not the issue oh it's walmart. talking to strangers walmart. yeah at a walmart yeah i'm not making friends at i won't walmart. lie i've been accosted by some strange characters at walmart and just that's all which is weird because <laughs> everyone agrees that you have like a like kind of an angry face <laughs> but you also seem to attract strangers he's approachably yes. angry yes. but i mean I, yeah. I guess the pool is you're gonna get more crazy interactions because the type of people who are going to interact with oh, you at yeah. walmart have to be insane so yeah that's fair that's fair 
I have I have a very forgettable face. So people, I'm like, I'm like one of those you know imps from some fantasy world where they, you forget them as soon as you see them. You're, you're like the mannequin at the store that they put clothes on. You know. <laughs> yeah. No one no one talks to me because they, the they think I'm part of the set. <laughs> oh Lord, it's possessed. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I just stand still and they walk past. Get me. the holy water. Yeah. So. No, I mean, look, I mean, this is all I'm going to say about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, (laughs) you know, uh, simulator edition, (laughs) hardcore Dark Souls edition. Look, the game has what I think is needed to be like a really fun game, but it feels like there's a hurdle you have to jump that's almost not worth it, Mm. you know, like it's almost like. Ooh, I could really dig into this. But do I really want to spend 50 hours on this and then find out that it's the same game that I played at the beginning and nothing new is really going to be? Like, like, is it a game that I have to love at the beginning to love? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. if you don't love the core from the beginning, it's probably not a game for you. Or is it like other games that kind of build on you? You know, it just feels like it has that ability but there's maybe just too much of a commitment to really for me to ever get there. But I don't want to give up on it because I love a good multiplayer game experience. I like playing games with y'all and, you know, all our friends. So it's like, ah, you know, it I seems know. like all the pieces are there. So my only I, I think the one of the reasons why the game is so popular and alluring is because it is it is in a niche. You know, how mm-hmm. what other like truly pirate specific games mm. can you play that have good sailing decent combat and then the world makes sense the only other pirate experience in a game that i've had was like lego pirates of the caribbean <laughs> and so like that's my standard for comparison and based on what i've seen for the pirates of the caribbean in sea of thieves the lego pirates is superior in every way uh so it, it's a shame but if I put Lego Pirates versus Sea of Thieves as far as pirate games, then Sea of Thieves definitely wins because yeah. of just the how much is how much is available. Like there's, the there's so much more. Yeah. Depth. Yeah. Yeah. And any last thoughts on it, Steve? On uh, the Sea of Disappointment. <laughs> um, oh, we're gonna have nicknames for all these games we hate. Have to. Um. <laughs> the other last thing I wanted to say is that even though they have a lot of complexity in the game and there's a lot of actions you can take, and I understand that it's hard to make a consistent control scheme for all that, mm-hmm. it's at the very least have one button to talk to NPCs with. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> it felt yes. like there was, is, there was at least two buttons. One of t- Sometimes you had to hold one of the buttons, maybe. R. It was weird. Oh, the contextual... <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, sometimes some items, some barrels that you could open, you have to push escape to back out of. Some you have to push X to back out of. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And then the it layered contextual menu where you have to press the contextual menu a button to bring up the radio. Then you have to press another button to go into another oh, page. I think it was That's space. not a contextual menu. You mean like the the in, the inventory button, the catch-all inventory button? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was the name that was used for it, but um contextual is like the button that does whatever you need to do based on the situation which in this case would be like f f to do whatever pops up pretty much yeah I remember 
I don't remember I, the controls in that game. I should bring them up. Like they yeah, were, I mean, garbage, garbage. It was bad. And, and, and it's it's complex. I I I know it was it was probably hard because you can do so much, and they did a good job of making the mouse like whatever item you're holding. You push one button to use the item. You push the other button to kind of like have a secondary use. That felt natural. You know, dig up, dig up stuff with a shovel or bury it again. Put, turn your lantern on or off or hold it higher to see better. Like that was well done. But there's just there's just some wrinkles that I feel like should have been an easy fix that for some reason stayed. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because right now, Kyle and I, and hopefully Steve soon, are playing a game. Uh, and I, the game is called Chimera Land. Chimera Land. Chimera Land. And in every possible way, Sea of Thieves should have the, the advantage. Graphics, quality, quality, quality. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, in every way, right? Localization. <laughs> Localization. UI. Quality. UI in any sense of the word. But in the weirdest way, this game, which we will definitely have an episode on, is like the weirdest example of a game where it's like, yeah, we're really bad at something, like the UI and how you interact with the world, but we're so good at getting you into the game, explaining to you what things do, how they work, what happens, that you feel like, I gotta keep playing this. Because everything you're teaching me is just getting better and better and better, and I have barely even left my local area. Because there's so much to do just at my oh, house. Area. Just at my house. And it's like, what in the world? And the world is so big. I'm like, what in the world is out there? And I see these giant monsters. But anyway. Yeah, that's, very- that's a game that's full of surprises. Yes. I want to spend an hour just making a character. Because the you character should. select thing you should. was so cool. You should. Super cool. You, you can know? and should. You should. And, and I, I just say that to say, like, that's like, I would say that. It should be called Sea of Potential. Because, <laughs> like, like, it has something. That sounds like a quantum mechanics thing. <laughs> sea of Potential. Like, <laughs> yes, physics for the win. Like, it has something. And I can feel it. And I feel like we can all feel it. But then I see a game like Amir Land. In your bones? Yes, in my in my sea dog bones. In your skull? In my skull. Yes, in my skull. I can feel it. <laughs> but then I run into a game like Mirror Land, which we will definitely talk about, which I feel like does everything right, and it seems... Not everything right. This seems to have a, a love and care, even though it is one of the worst-looking games I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like And free. It, it is it just, free. And it's free! Oh, man. It's just yeah. sad to see. And it's not made by a company that's been that's been around for decades mm-hmm. that is now owned by Microsoft. Yes. If anything, this game literally feels like it's a virus. Like the way that you get it, the way that you download things, it feels like yeah. I'm downloading a virus. Yes. But yeah. it's a good virus and, and it can riddle <laughs> well, my body with disease and I'm gonna keep on playing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, so Well that was exciting. <laughs> So, so anywho, Sea of Thieves, Sea of Disappointment, Sea of Potential, we, we're, I think we're going to try one more time, and maybe we'll give you, uh, our Super Agile Bros Nation, <laughs> a, a recap. An update. An update. Final remarks. Final remarks. It might just be at the end of another episode. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sad that I'm disappointed, but, um, 
hey, you know, nothing against everybody who loves the game out there. Enjoy it. Do your thing. But personally, you know, I will throw hands if I see any. Anyway, you so red shirt. <laughs> if if you, it, if if I see Jack Sparrow in the streets <laughs> after that, so um, anyway, yeah, so we definitely didn't talk about what we said we were going to talk about, but hey, that's what we all about. We talk about what really matters. <laughs> so CFPs, see if potential, potential. <laughs> we'll definitely come back to this games that surprised us. Uh, topic again uh, we have lists we all do so I, I definitely want to talk about it more but um this is definitely a game that surprises us in a negative way sadly at this point maybe it'll change but um well you guys want to wrap up this episode and then just record the next episode immediately <laughs> just go into the night just go on <laughs> go on to the night y'all don't have lives or you know any plans tonight right Not zero zero i mean see if these i was def- gonna play some see if these see if these definitely think i have no life <laughs> the way that they've treated us but um Oh, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, once as always, as always, once again, thank you, Kyle. I appreciate you being on this episode. Um, always a pleasure. And thank you, Steve. It's, you, it's a pleasure to have you here. It is a pleasure to be here. Yes, yes. And uh, thank you, Super Agile Bros Nation. Thank you to every listener. First time, second time, or last time listeners. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate you guys. As always, you know, have a, a blessed day. Have a blessed week. Enjoy yourselves. Play Sea of Thieves, but no, more importantly, play Chimera Land. Chimera Land is worth your time. Um, and we'll talk about it soon. But until next time, y'all take it easy. Peace. Dead men tell no tears. <laughs> Insert booty joke. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>